You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5. I'd like to read from verse 14 and uh, we'll read to 21. We'll do that quickly and then we'll see other things we'll learn and we'll pray. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. Are you reading with me? I'd like to hear you. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him first, no longer. Verse 17, let's read this out, everyone. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, this is how we celebrate Easter. Some things have to what? Be in the post-pre-resurrection season, okay? And we're now living in what? The post-resurrection season. Amen. 18 goes on and says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay? So ministry of reconciliation means that God is in, through you in Christ, doing what? Reconciling the world to himself. So this, this disqualifies any unforgiveness it disqualifies any bitterness. It disqualifies you are an ambassador of peace. Ambassador of reconciliation. Praise the Lord. This is what we are committed. Let's read 1919. So it says, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses to them. And has committed to us what? The word of reconciliation. So the words we speak, the life we live. Everywhere we go, we are carrying with us the word of what? Reconciliation. It means as people encounter us, as people come in touch with us, they should come closer to God. Nobody should be pushed farther from God, away from God, by encountering us. That must never happen. Praise the Lord. Unfortunately, the devil knows this. So he's going to send people, and I'm sure he's been sending people your way, that treat you in a way that you should react and then they go further from God. How many of us know that? How many of us have experienced that? A lot of people will come. Once they know that you are carrying this word of reconciliation, they will test you. Okay? Now, the Bible says, Now and then, verse 20, We are ambassadors for Christ, as though God we are pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, 21. He said, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let's read that part again. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Now when I ask what did we contribute to Easter, the truth is this, if we didn't contribute something, Jesus would not have died. We contributed our sin. We contributed, it was our sin that nailed him to the cross. Every pain, every suffering that he bore. The chastisement that was upon him. 
all of that was our contribution. We, 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 we contributed the sin. But God laid on him the iniquity of us all. Praise the Lord. And even for some of us, you know, sometimes we need to see some of those things in scripture. Can you please put Isaiah 64 verse 6? Because sometimes, you know, we, we get born again from a relatively moral, you know, a situation, background. And you're thinking, well, I'm just coming to Christ because I know he's good and all of that. The Bible says, verse 6 says, but we are all like an unclean thing. And all our righteousness are like what? Filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And this is all, all of us. Let, let me show you another one in Zechariah 3. We have the account of the high priest. This was one of the holiest in the community. And verse 3, Zechariah 3 verse 3. This is what his picture is without the sacrifice of Jesus. Zechariah 3 verse 3. He says, now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. And was standing before the angel. Now if you go to the Old Testament and you read the clothing of the high priest. It was, a, it was, it was beautiful. It was glorious. The, the, the desire of their clothing was for honor and for beauty. When you see them, you, you had respect. But that is how it appears before men. This is what it looks like from heaven. And heaven, it says it was what? Filthy. You know why? There is only one righteous robe. That is acceptable in heaven. Let's see what verse 4 says. Go on to verse 4. Verse 4 says, Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying what? Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I removed your iniquity from you. I will clothe you with rich robes. This is what is done for us in Christ Jesus. All our filthy garments are what? Taken away and they clothe us. That is what verse 21 of Second uh, Corinthians we read is talking about. We are now made the righteousness of God in Him. This is what enables us to begin the journey. So when someone says, I am born again, he's saying, I've experienced this unclothing and this what? Reclothing. I've experienced this derobing and robing. Praise the Lord. They've taken off all my filthy garments and they've given me what? The garment that is a gift that has come from our Lord and Savior Jesus. So we are back to verse 21 of 2 Corinthians. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And this is a scripture that the enemy has used to, you know, Direct a lot of people to the road that leads to hell. Because because of this scripture, some people now discountenance obedience. But you see, if I made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it is equipping me, it is positioning me now to be righteous. Praise the Lord. It does not, I'm, I'm giving, they take away my filthy robes and they give me clean robes. What does that imply? It implies that I am now no longer to walk and play in the death. I should now what? Walk circumspectly. That is why the Bible says, walk outward your salvation what? with fear and trembling. But the issue is that many of us don't have the foundation right. Many of us have not gotten born again right. Many of us have not gotten what Easter is about right. 
That's why I needed to make the point. We contributed to Easter by Good Friday. If not for our sins, you know, okay, another thing, let me, let me put this across quickly. You know, the death uh, our Lord and Savior died on that Good Friday was as is the, the, the resurrection miracle is the greatest of all. But next to the resurrection was his dying. It's, it's impossible for him to die. You see, the, the Bible says the wages of what? Sin is death. You can't die without sin. Let, let's see the scripture. Please put it on the screen. Hebrews 7 uh, verse 16. If you can give us Amplified. Amplified version, please. Thank you. He said, who has become a priest? Talking about our Lord Jesus. Not on the basis of a physical and legal requirement in the law. Concerning his ancestor as a descendant of Levi. But, let's read that part. But on the basis of the power of an indestructible and endless life. It took a miracle for him to die. It took the power of God. They had to impute upon him all our sins. If not, he wouldn't be able. That's why he says, no one takes my life. The truth is that the devil really couldn't kill him. Unless he had laid it down. Praise the Lord. And all of that, the, 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 the mathematics was that my sin, your sin, our sins, had to be put on him for him to be able to die. Because if he didn't die with those sins on him, I would never be free. But when he died and I come to him, trusting in him, then I can confess my sin to him. I can confess my sin nature to him. I can confess the sins I've committed and all of it will be put on him. And when it is nailed to the cross, then the scripture that says he the son has set free is what is free indeed. Then I can now walk away and the things that you accuse me of, I can tell you, look to the cross. It has been nailed there. Praise the Lord. Now, if all that is true, and I can say that my sin I've laid at the foot of the cross, or it has been nailed to the cross. If I'm able to point to the cross that my sin is there, if you see me every day still walking in the same sin, what will you tell me? It wasn't nailed there. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the righteousness we have is the righteousness that empowers us and plants us on a solid foundation to walk victoriously. Praise the Lord, children of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So this evening, we're still just going to go in the attitude that people who has had their Lord and Savior just rise from the dead should be having at such a time. One more thing I want to pick out quickly in case I'm not able to get it. One of the things I, I always meditate on at this time is how come, how come the disciples did not know that he was going to rise again? Whereas he sang it as a song. If you have your, if you want to take notes, okay, just, I just have Matthew, Matthew here. There is Matthew 16, 21. Can you put it on the screen for us? Matthew 16, 21. He says, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed. And be raised the third day. Now look at it. Say from that time Jesus began to show. What does it mean to show? It means it means multimedia. He will describe. He will tell them. He will did everything. Yet these people did not hear it. They did not comprehend it. I don't know. Praise the Lord. 
That, that's, it's, it's humbling and, and it's, it's, it makes you and I to be, to be very prayerful, to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. So that something that is so plain, we will not bypass it. He told them, this is what, it, I'm going to be betrayed. You know, I'm going to be handed over. They will do this to me. And then after they've done it, on the third hour, right? If we had time, we'll take more, but that's okay. You know, many scriptures there, Luke 9, 22, 44, all of them saying the same thing. How he was telling them. But the one I want to show us here is the one that, you know, has some other connotations that we can take from this evening. In Mark 9, Mark 9, verse 9. After he had taken uh, Peter, James, and John with him to the Mount of Transfiguration, and that seen, you know, the sight they saw, which no man had ever seen. They saw Moses and they saw um, Elijah standing by his side. You know the story where Peter woke up in shock and said, Master, let us go and build, you know, three tabernacles, okay? And the Bible said he didn't know what he was saying. The shock of what he saw. They had never seen him. They saw him transfigured. And then they heard the voice. Now look at what happened. Verse 9. Verse 9 says, as they came down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one the things that they had seen till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Now take this. Let's pause now. They saw something. And then Jesus says, don't tell anybody. Okay? Till the Son of Man has what? Risen from the dead. Now look at verse 10. See what verse 10 says to us. Verse 10 says, so they kept this word to themselves. But the next line says, Questioning what the rising from the dead meant. I beg, what is there to question about rising from the dead? I need you to follow me this evening. Do you understand? They had seen something they had never seen before. And then he said, don't speak about it. Now you're going to keep hold this until I rise from the dead. And then they went questioning. What does it mean? How come they could not comprehend this? I don't know if anybody has an How come they could not comprehend it? Whereas for Jesus, it was pivotal. Because he said, the message I'm, you're seeing, uh, you don't tell anybody until after I rise. And then they didn't know it will happen. Now, whatever it may have, may have been their situation or circumstance, what I want us to pick from here is that there was something about this resurrection that would bring a turnaround in the life and ministry of the disciples. Praise the Lord. Now, for you and I, this is in our past. So, we are not waiting. That's where I'm going to. We are not waiting. These people had to wait. You know, he said to them, many things he said to them. He said they will not comprehend until after. Now, he has risen from the dead. Praise the Lord. So, we are living in the now. Say, I'm living in the now. There is nothing that is left to happen. Everything that should happen for you and I to walk in the fullness of what he represents has already taken place. Praise the Lord. On Sunday, we're able to, you know, I believe, to celebrate and to understand that Christ has won the victory. There is no longer contention. There is, you see, there is no talk of war between the devil and God. God has won the victory in Christ. Settled. Praise the Lord. So, for us now, what we want to say, what, what is the attitude? What is the mindset that we should be making you know, progress with. What, what are the things that we begin to move on? First thing we want to do, lest we forget, is what were some of the first things they said to them after the resurrection. Matthew 28, we can do that first. Matthew 28, I think, is most, the most popular one, 18 to 20. 
Matthew 28, 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, Jesus came and spoke to the Father's church, okay? Jesus came and spoke to Ikena. What's your name? Put your name there. Jesus came and spoke to me, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is what he's saying to me. Jesus is saying, all authority has what been given to me. Go, therefore. He's saying, I'm backing you up. Praise the Lord. He says, I'm sending you. He's saying, the resurrected Christ is behind you. He's saying the one that spoke principalities and powers is sending you. He's saying the one who spoke and it happened just as he spoke is sending you. What does that mean? It means that everything he's saying now will also what? Happen just as he's saying it. Praise the Lord. He has record of success. How, what percentage? 110%. Everything he says happens. So he says, I'm sending you. What are you to do? He says, make disciples of all nations. What is a disciple? A disciple is someone who is like his master. He's saying, follow my path. So this is what he said to them in Matthew. Let's look at Luke 24. Luke 24, 45. Let's start from 45. Okay? 45, he begins to say, the Bible says, he opened the understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. So for you and I, based on this word, I want you to expect a deeper understanding of the scriptures in the name of Jesus. You see, we have been hit. Part of the things they said to them is that it is expedient for you that I go. Because if I do not go, what the help or the comforter will not come. So he has gone and we now have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Holy Spirit is the advocate. The Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. So you have the author of the Bible and you have him teaching you. Praise the Lord. So this is where it comes into place. Where he can speak to me in my language. So you're a student, he can speak to you in student language. You're a businessman, he can speak to you in the businessman language. You're a housewife, he can speak to you as a housewife. Any situation where you are, the author knows how to apply the word for you. Praise the Lord. So he opened to us our understanding that we might comprehend the scriptures for the sixth place. Then he said to them, thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Just a, a moment here. Look, let's read up that verse again, everybody. And he said to them, thus it is written and thus it was necessary. All I just want to pick up for us here is this. Because if you get this, your Christian journey will be sweet. He said, thus it is written. And thus it is what? Necessary. It means that everything that is written will come to pass. I can't emphasize it enough. It says thus it is written and thus it was necessary. Once it is written, it becomes necessary. Praise the Lord. It means it will surely come. Okay? For Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. 47 please. Now look at where it gets interesting. That repentance... And remission of sins should be what? Preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now, I want to believe that most of you here don't need this emphasis. But for our friends, for our families, for our colleagues, for people, you know, many places, 
This is the basis of our preaching. Praise the Lord. What does it say? And that. And that. And that what? Repentance. You know why? Because that was the cause of the problem. That was the cause of the problem. It was sin that was the problem. And what is the solution? Repentance. The Bible says repent and be what? Converted. That what? Times of refreshing may come from the presence of God. It had been times of sadness and frustration ever since the fall. But there is a turnaround. The gospel has brought the good news. You don't have to carry the weight of your sins. You don't have to continue your sins. You don't have to be under the power of the enemy. Repent and be converted. Repent and have a change of mind. Praise the Lord. That times of refreshing that God can breathe upon you afresh. So that you will be like Adam was before the fall. That's what this Christianity is about. That's why we're Christian. So are you getting depressed because you don't have material things? You don't have friends? You don't have husband? You don't have wife? You don't have children? That depression is not that you can't... Christianity is not in it. Because all those things had been happening before Christ came and died. He didn't say, and that prosperity, and that, you know, uh, uh, um, um, what, what are the things... Whatever it is will begin to be preached. What we are preaching is reconciliation to the original purpose and plan of God for your life. Now, after the fall, everything in this world physically that you see remained. Praise the Lord. Cities were built. People were becoming skilled in different things. There were people that were excelling in their endeavors. What's his name? Lamech. Uh, and what is not than the rest of them They built cities, they prospered But yet they were not blessed by God Those things are not the blessing They are things that are in the world that God has created Praise the Lord In Christ Jesus what we are restored to Is the heavenly places Where the Bible says we have been blessed With every spiritual blessing What man lost was spiritual blessing What is restored is spiritual blessing Physical blessing Any blessing that can be stolen any blessing that can be kidnapped, any blessing that can be compelled out of you is not the blessing Christ brings. Is someone getting what I'm saying? If someone can steal your car that God blessed you with, then it can be the blessing because what Christ gives is secure. If it can be lost, it's not the blessing. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. So it says, and that what? Repentance and remission of sins. When your sins are remitted, you see, the challenge with this is many times people have not had this experience but if you have had the experience where the weight of guilt of sin is removed from you you understand what i'm talking about you understand what it means repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem okay 48 and 49 he says and you are witnesses to these things 49 now he says behold i send what the promise what is the promise of my father is the Holy Spirit. That's what we lost. When Adam fell, he lost God. He didn't lose the world. He didn't lose land. He didn't lose contracts. He didn't lose any of the things that we are, you know, pushing ahead. All those things are the things the Gentiles seek after. And he says there shall be what? Added to us. What he lost is what they told us to say. He says, seek you what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is, nobody else is seeking that. Praise the Lord. But all these other things, he will give it to us. But that's not the gospel. Are you with me? 
So this is the foundation of what he said. And because we are not understanding it, we are not benefiting from the price they paid. On Sunday, we saw that the Bible says in Isaiah 53, it says, He shall see of the travails of his soul, and he will be satisfied. Now, how can I be satisfied, or how can I, uh, how can I bring him full joy for what he paid for, if I don't exactly know what he paid for? If I gave you a note now and said, go to maybe the Hilton, you know, I, I paid for something there, and you don't know what I paid for, you might go there and eat belly food and be happy and come out. And say, I don't go chop for heating. But maybe I bought the entire hotel. Maybe the paper you have what, is the authority to manage and run that hotel on my behalf. But your normal thinking is, if I go to the hotel, what should I do? I should eat. So you go and eat and you come out and you're boasting to your friends with toothpick in your mouth. You have eaten and your food. That's what we are doing. Now, let me tell you some of the things that, you know, we, we begin to get from this. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. This is what we get from Jesus' death and resurrection. First Corinthians 1.13. Is it on the screen? Okay. Let's read it everybody. So it's not just me reading. It says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us, what? Wisdom from God. Just pause. This is what he became for us. Wisdom from God. What is wisdom? The first wisdom is what? To depart from evil is wisdom. The fear of God is the being of wisdom. Now, when you enter or fully understand what Christ did, the first thing you begin to have is the wisdom that is from above. Praise the Lord. It becomes an endowment to you. And that wisdom is not common. It's not being cunning. It's not being able to be smart. It's not street smartness. It's not being able to outplay your colleagues. No, it's wisdom from God. And one of the things the wisdom from God carries with it is that it carries proximity to God. You become a friend of God. And you oftentimes might appear foolish to the world. But because you are a friend of God, God's omnipotence will work for you. Praise the Lord. So it says he became for us wisdom from God. What else? He became for us righteousness. He became for us what? Sanctification. He became for us redemption. Let me tell you what sanctification is about. Sanctification, if you get home now... If you get home and you're about to eat your meal, okay, you, you take the plate, depending on where you live, okay, if there are cockroaches in your house, if you take the plate, you won't immediately put your meal on top of it. What are you going to do? You will wash the plate. What you're doing is you're removing anything that may be there so that the plate may be ready for you to use it. That's what sanctification is about. So when the Christian is not desiring sanctification, he doesn't understand Sanctification is what makes you be that vessel. The Bible says in a great house, there are many vessels. Vessels of wood, vessels of gold, vessels of uh, uh, clay and all of that. It says, but if any man does what cleanses himself, he'll become what? A vessel fit for the master's use. That's what Christ brought for us. In Christ's death and resurrection, you can be one that Christ will want to use. And will Christ use you and leave you less? It's not possible. We saw a few days ago that the donkey he used started walking on human clothes. Praise the Lord. So what Christ did for us, he became for us. This is what he produced. We've seen righteousness. The gift of righteousness is given to us. And the ability to practice it automatically. You begin to walk in it. You know, I've told us here, it's easier to learn how to be a big man. Many of you that are here now, how many of us don't own cars? Let me see your hand. You don't own a car. 
Why are you being ashamed? God will prosper you. You'll get a card. What I'm trying to say to you is this. You see, if somebody blesses you today with a brand new, what card do you like? You, who? Sorry? Toyota. Okay, your own is even small. Okay, Toyota, Toyota uh, Corolla. If somebody blesses you with a brand new Toyota, when you enter into it, you will feel, you will be normal. It's easy to adjust up. That's what I'm trying to, it's easy to adjust up. That's why you, you see this man they just named IG. If before they named the IG, he was standing like, since they named the IG, this is how he'll be standing. Because promotion, you enter into it easily. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, what am I trying to say? All these things that they listed here, if the church, if Christians made it their prayer points, it would have prepared them for the promotion. But we are busy chasing the so-called promotion and we are ignoring what is in the contract he will give to us. He said he will give to us wisdom from God. He will give to us righteousness. He will give to us sanctification and he will establish us in the redemption. When all that is done, nations will come and bow at our feet. That's the way it works. This is what he paid for. This is the agreement with the father. This is the agreement. He said God, he commit, he reconciled us to God. All the time man was quarreling with God. Everything on earth was still here. Heaven has not sent money to the world. All the gold in the world did not disappear when Adam fell. All the men did not disappear. All the women did not. All the children. Even mad people are giving back. There is nothing that all these things. You know we must sit down and ask ourselves questions. Don't we have brain? Every time somebody is telling your enemies will fall. The enemies will remain till thy kingdom come. All those things will remain. What he promised us when Jesus was hanging on the cross. His desire was that you will have wisdom from God. You will have righteousness as a gift. You will have sanctification as an experience. And you will walk in the reality of redemption. That's what he stood for. And as you enter into that place, you will be a person that cannot be ignored in this world. You see, we, we have some people in the scriptures who understood this. And that's why they have stories in the Old Testament for us. What is the business of Daniel entering Babylon and saying, I will not defile myself? What was the result of that? He ruled, that, he ruled Babylon. But imagine if uh, Daniel entered Babylon and said, I want to be the head. I claim all Babylon. It's my portion. Did he say it was his portion? He just said, no. Wisdom from God. The fear of the Lord is what? He said, I will not defile myself. This is the king's delicacy, as you call it. But before my God is defilement, I will not defile myself. That was the beginning of his journey. And Daniel reigned and reigned and reigned. Are we getting what we are saying? When Christ went to the cross, he bought something for us. But many of us don't know. So the enemy is like that, you know, I, I had growing up. There's this neighbor I, I had. The, the name we used to call him is not a name that should be said on the microphone. I can't remember his proper name. But I think he was much older than us. So he was always tricking us. You know such friends that will just trick you, collect everything, better things you have, give you worse things, and you'll be happy. <laughs> you'll be happy. That's what the devil is doing to believers. He became for us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. Do you know what? All those things are the accessories to power. That's where I'm going. Because you see in Matthew 28 that where it says, he said, all authority as well has now been given to me. Go therefore. All those things that we read now are the things that make power to be able to flow through us. 
So that this, no matter the situation, let, let me ask you, was our Lord Jesus Christ rich? Was he rich? Some people don't know what to answer because people have argued from different angles. He wasn't rich. He said foxes have holes. And best, I said the son of man, he, he wasn't rich. He wasn't rich because the Bible said there were women who were providing for him. And when, at the time, when they came to collect tax money from him, they didn't have the money. Let's, you know, let's, this is scripture, it's put there. So they had to make the money then. That's why he sent Peter to make the money. But did he lack? Did he beg? Did he feed multitudes? Did he heal the sick? Did he raise the dead? That's power. That's what you need. That's what you need. A man said, I, I read something, some of us may have seen it written. So, a man said, poison is more than anything you have, more than what you need. It becomes poison. Some of us are close are poison. In the morning, this is how you're looking. You bring out this one, and before you turn, you see the other one. You're already going late. Late not because you don't have, late because poison. Christians, Christ endowed us. I just want us to, the cross is not something to just gloss over. And because if we don't understand what he purchased for us, we will think it's not working. But the promises of God in Christ are what? They are yes and they are amen. But his promises, not our imagination, not our loss. You know, it's so easy to hold the mic and wipe, you know, wind people up. I, I, if I remember, I think I may have done that in my early years as a preacher. And just wind people up. But you see, all of that... It's okay, you might live feeling better than you live after my normal ministration to you. But what I'm saying to you is this. The promises of God in Christ are what? They are yes and then It means that there is no tomorrow next tomorrow. It is just now. You know why? It is an eternal blessing. And that eternal is not that you wait till the end. You receive it now. And that is what faith is. Faith is what? The substance of what? Things hopeful. Evidence of things not seen. But what are those things? Wisdom from God righteousness do you know if you pursue righteousness as a goal all of a sudden your standards will change i've told us the story here many of us may have also read it up about the the race that was being run i think it was in in portugal or somewhere it was a long distance race and this um and some guy from kenya or so from africa was winning the race okay but he was um how did it happen again he had, I can't remember exactly what happened, but he couldn't interpret the language that was being spoken. Okay? So some other person, or either he wasn't winning, or I don't know, but some other person who could interpret had to stop his own race to come and correct him so that he doesn't exert unnecessary energy and still not benefit. You know what I mean? This person sacrificed his own position to help him so that he can win. Now, that is what we are talking about. Such things are not things that... The man didn't wake up from his house saying, I must get gold. He woke up from his house saying, I must be who I'm born to be. Are we getting what I'm saying? He woke, that's what the Christian... The Christian is a Christian. You're a disciple. You become billionaire. Wonderful. Be a billionaire disciple. You don't have a billion. Be a no billion what? It doesn't remove anything from you. The challenge is when you kneel down and you think until God makes you a billionaire, then he confirms your discipleship. Who are you following? Praise the Lord. Didn't Peter and James, I believe, say, what did they say to the man at the gate? They said to the man, we are not billionaires, but we can solve your problem. 
What I'm trying to tell you is this. By Christ in you, you're a problem solver. You'll solve ma- even material problems. You'll solve them. Praise the Lord. Spiritual problems, you will solve them. Emotional problems, you'll solve them. You know what? you carry the anointing. But when you limit it to the base physical things that every other person is chasing. You see, they, they, when, when, they, when there is full scarcity eh, and your car runs on gas, your line is empty. Every other person is in the fuel lane or diesel. Do you not, have you noticed that? When you go into the, when you're entering the queue, tell them, no, not fuel, not fuel. My own is diesel. Everybody will clear up for you. That's how it is in real life. As a Christian, don't pursue what they pursue. Pursue what Christ died for. He died to make you a reconciler. You kneel down in that family and say, I was sent to this family to be a witness. God will empower you. You will not beg, you will not borrow. You will not know shame. You can't be ashamed when you are an ambassador. Ambassadors, their supply is guaranteed. It's first line deduction. And you're an ambassador for Christ. You're not a trader. You won't see the American American ambassador in Nigeria trying to sell shoes online. He said, man must survive. You know Nigeria is getting harder by the day. No, he just continues to do what? His ambassadorial work. And the supply will be sent. That is the same thing you and I have. Praise the Lord. So, so uh, it says, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 and 4. We can look at that as well. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 4. Thank you. It says, for in fact, we told you before when we did that. Uh, 1 Thessalonians, sorry, 4. 4 verses 3 and 4. Chapter 4. He said, let's read together everybody. He said, for this is the will of God. What? Let's read it again. He said, for this what? Is the will of God. Your word. Now look at the next line. That you should abstain from sexual immorality. Now, if, if as a Christian, this is an area that if you're, if you're having issues here, don't sleep. This is a reason to do seven day fasting. You know why? When the Gentile believers were being won to Christ, and some Christians, some Jews who had become Christian, went across to them and started giving them all the laws of Moses, how to observe Sabbath, how to observe this, how not to do this, how not to do that. And there was a, a bit of friction and confusion. The church sat down and analyzed it. What are the fundamentals of this thing that we do? They said, this is what we needed to do. He said, abstain from things sacrificed to idols. Which means, disconnect yourself from idol worship. He said, the next thing is what? He said, flee from what? Sexual immorality. is a no-go area. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a no-go area. This is the will of God, your sanctification. Then they went for that. Sanctification covers more than that. Too, but they narrowed it down and said that... That you should do what? Abstain from sexual immorality. You know why? Your body has become the body of Christ. Do you not know that your bodies are what? The temples of the Holy Spirit. Which you have of God. That's what was redeemed. Praise the Lord. My body is what God is working on now. I'm the carrier of God since Christ died for me. Now, I can't take this body and carry it anyhow and still claim I'm a Christian. No, if I take this body and carry it anyhow and I'm a Christian, you know what is going to happen? I, I, I think it was uh, uh, Julius I was talking about. Your bones inside of you, you can't be happy. If I'm doing it and I'm happy, my body doesn't belong to Jesus. 
if I'm doing it and I, it, it hurts me. So somebody was telling us that uh, at the time when after he had committed sexual immorality, he said he entered the bathroom and was using almost, he was using the scrub, almost scrubbing out his skin out of guilt and he was feeling dirty you can't be sexually immoral and be feeling normal and you're a christian that combination pastor says does not exist it does not exist let, let me help you to understand this in an exam <laughs> some of us will connect with it in an exam if you study for that exam if you hold expo you'll be shaking but when you see somebody that doesn't know a to b of that exam if he holds expo he'll be feeling like you felt when you attended class because that's his only way out. Your own expo is back up. It's to help you instead of getting 70 to get 80. The person that will have zero without expo will call the invigilator and say, excuse me. When the invigilator comes, say, don't worry, come back later. But you, when you see the invigilator, because your expo is back up, that is not who you are really. You'll be sweating all over. This, when, when you're born again one of the things that God does you see you're purchased you, they, you buy something you don't leave it in the devil's workshop they bring you out it's your sanctification so you carry that body you may struggle because it's not overnight is someone getting what I'm saying but how will you know listening to me now is that you are not happy you're not comfortable you're beating yourself you're crying to God you're praying you're fasting but if you're comfortable then you need to go and start afresh let's read the second verse now Mm. that each of you should what know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor where am I going with all of this where I'm going with all of this is this after Jesus' death and resurrection, physical Jesus ceased to appear to men. It was now the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will not appear unless through somebody. Before Jesus' resurrection, they could say that is him. Are you getting me? After his resurrection, Jesus is still walking. But you know who, where Jesus is? Jesus is you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. That's what Easter did. Easter took the physical Jesus, brought us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is inside each and every one of us now. That's why I'm going through all this foundation. So you understand when he says, all authority has been given to me, go therefore. That me now is in you. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, it's not the sound that you make of the name of Jesus. It means uh, you attend meeting. I've attended uh, board meetings, you know, as a, what's that thing called? Um, proxy. When you attend that meeting, when they call the name of the person to vote, you don't need to say, I'm making no cake appearing. You're there and the, you're answering that person's name. You stand and vote. When the Bible says what you now pray in the name of Jesus, it is you Christ noting you already. Hell knowing you. Demons knowing you. When you say get out, the demons don't need to ask who is talking. Because they know you're here on behalf of Christ. Christ sent you. Let's rise on our feet. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, so you understand what is at stake? On Sunday we say, God forbid that the devil should know what is at stake in this my life than me. No now. No now. No, I'm an ambassador for Christ. I'm a witness to his resurrection. 
the, 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 the situations will come and the situations will be asking you, do you believe that the dead can be raised? Raised dead now. Praise the Lord. I don't need to go home and check my notes. Christ is living in me. I am sure you will have experiences where it will look as if you are finished. But like we referred to on Sunday, what can be, what can be as serious as death? Death is the final now, isn't it? When somebody has died, it is finished. But you and I have now come to a faith that has a door after death. Whether in time or today. So the Christian faces every situation fearlessly. 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 Threatening situations. Enjoying situations. You know, a pro, a prosperous situations. Austerity situations. You face it fearlessly. You, are, you know you are, you are a witness to the resurrection. That's why Jesus said to them, these things don't say to until after I'm raised from the dead. You know why he said it to them? So that when you speak it then, no, you'll be unshakable. You know there are some things you say. And they ask you, you say, well, uh, that's what my pastor said. He said, don't say it when, say it when you are sure. That's why when they beat them, they went back and said, these people don't know what's going on. And they thank God. The next day they went out and continued preaching. They were so assured of who they were preaching. Tonight, I want you to know that Christ, this Christ that died, this Christ that rose on the third day is your God. He has come down in his Holy Spirit and you are his vessel. He's not Pastor Ekin. You are his vessel. Every one of you listening to me, you are the vessel that God intends to walk through. You're the vessel that God intends to permeate through. You're the vessel that God will present to that place. That native doctor, that uncle, that auntie, whatever situation. You're the vessel, that situation in that office. Those people that are saying, how can, you will never change. You know, those are friends that are saying, we know her, she will never change. We know him, he will never change. You are the vessel that will be a witness of God unto them that there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to turn every situation around, to bring hope where there is no hope, to bring light where there is darkness, to have joy where there is no experience, expectation of joy. You are an answer. I need you to lift up your voice and say to the Lord, live in me. I permit you to express yourself freely in me. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. That is who he is. Power has been made available through the resurrection. I don't just live anyhow. I don't just live anyhow. I want you to understand. He said, for this thing that you're hearing, he said to tell you, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I chose you to be a witness of my resurrection. I chose you to be a partaker, a beneficiary. The things I've done, you will be my witness. Change is what the resurrection is about. Change. A changed man. A changed woman. A powerful man. A powerful woman. Using Daniel as an illustration. He got into uh, Babylon. He couldn't speak the language. He didn't understand their traditions. But when he submitted to the process that you're learning now, he was tested and he was found 10 times better than the natives of the land. What happened? The power of his resurrection was flowing through him. I need somebody to be hungry for that power. Lord, I'm available to you. 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 That's why the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians that he did not cease to pray for the saints. 
He did not cease to give thanks, asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding, that's what we are looking at today, that this, this understanding will come to me, that I may know what the hope of His calling. Child of God, He wants to endure you with power. 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 Power on earth. Power over your mind. Power over your appetite. Power over your desires. Power over the devil. Power over things and situations. Power in every situation. You become a witness. You become an answer. You become a threat to the kingdom of darkness. The, the demon said, Paul, I know. I pray that your name will be recorded for them. They say this one, don't mess with him. They say, Paul, I know. If they say Jesus, I know, you we don't know, we'll be afraid. But they say Jesus, we know, Paul also we know. That means they can say Israel, I know. That's what we are talking about. I want my name to be in that list. The names of the people they know that they can't mess with. If I, he said, I give you this authority, you will cast out devils and they will go. Lord, I want to work in that power. You lay hands on the sick. Those who gang up against you, they will come to realize that it never works. They will scatter in seven ways. It talks about the exceeding greatness of His power made available to us who believe. Lord, I surrender to your process. I receive the wisdom that you bought for me. I receive the reconciliation, O oh Lord. I receive the sanctification. I receive the righteousness. I receive the knowledge and the appreh the, I apprehend the redemption. That I may walk in power. Power over sickness. Hey, la sola tale geribanda. A new creation. A new creation, one that they have never seen. They said every man has his price. They will see you and they, you don't have a price. They say every woman has a price. They will see you and they know you don't have a price. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking about. The Bible says the words of Samuel did not fall to the ground. You come to live in an environment where they will know that if this man says something against you, you're in trouble. And if he says something for you, you're blessed. They will know that you carry the blessing. That's what resurrection is about. How do we celebrate resurrection? We live such a life that when he sees you, he will be happy. I need you to pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost if you don't know how exactly to pray. If you know there is a situation, receive power to manifest. Some of us are facing situations that are asking us questions. There are obstacles before us, obstacles behind us. Some of us have been held down. There are habits. The authority of Jesus comes to break every habit, setting you free. Who is he that can hold when the Lord has not commanded? Who is he? I stand in agreement with you, daughter of Zion. I stand in agreement with you, son of the Most High God. Authority, liberty in the name of Jesus. He paid the price. He paid for your redemption. He paid for your sanctification. He paid for your wisdom. 
Yes, yes. People have testified. A chain smoker said, after I encountered Jesus, I looked at cigarettes and I wondered, what was it in this thing that held me? Power! Power to change. Power to effect change. Changing my desires. Li sila poshanda. Li kakoshakala dozale gerebanda. The apostle Paul, when he was sore, the Bible says his attitude was being exceedingly enraged against the Christians. But after his conversion, it was love for the Christians. Power, change my heart, O oh Lord. Lord, help me. I want to be a witness. I want to be a witness. Max system begins to say, go into all the world. As I leave church this evening, I'm going home. I'm stopping over to see my friends. I'm making a phone call. Give me power. Let my words carry power. Let my presence carry power. Make me a witness. Pray for that even in your career. Even in your chosen career. In your place of work. In the assignment that is given to you. The anointing bears fruit there as well. Power. A different kind of person because of the resurrection because of the resurrection because of the resurrection please can put Mark 16 as I round up Mark 16 from verse 15 and he begins to say to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every situation you find yourself. Ah, students, preach it to your books. Tell those books that the wisdom from God is upon you. You are the place of work. I must stand out in this place. I cannot be common. Solutions will flow from me in this office. Difficult situations, you have anointing to subdue. To subdue. You have anointing to bring forth. 17 says, These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Ah, it means you will shift opposition. The gates of hell shall not be able to prevail against you. You will speak with new tongues. You might speak in the tongues of angels, but you might speak a new language as well. A language of boldness. You don't speak fearfully again. You don't speak doubtfully again. You speak with an assurance, with a knowing, with a definite assurance that he whom you believe is faithful and he will perform it. He gives you a new tongue concerning your body, concerning your destiny. You're no longer in the lamenting department. You're in the boasting department because you know whom you are believed. And you're fully persuaded. We bless you, O Lord our God. And 20 says, They went out and did, preached everywhere. And the Lord was walking with them. The Lord will go with you. The Lord will walk with you. The Lord will confirm you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray.
have been listening to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.